Test, testing, testing, one, two, testing, testing, testing. Chickity check, check, mic check. The chickity china, the Chinese chicken. You have a drumstick, then your brain starts kicking. Okay, so uh, due to some technical misfuckery, uh, yeah, this is the 51st episode of the Million Ex-Girlfriends podcast. I'm your host, Jay Sanchez. Sitting on my left is Eddie Bills. Eddie, what's up? Bing bong. Chilling. Now, uh, we've, we uh, really only met, like, uh, I think, like, once before at an event that you had uh, right before the pandemic happened. And uh, we stayed in contact on the, uh, on the internet ever since then. But uh, tell the people a little bit about what you do. So I'm a sound engineer, video producer, um, and I'm in a lot of events production. Um, I work for a church in South Providence doing that. Um, Hip-hop chess club I like to volunteer at. That's a Monday thing that usually happens in South Providence, but the location's up in the air right now. Um, I work at the parlor on North Main Street doing their video production and some other things, and you can hire me if you need lights and sound or live event production, studio production. We can see if we can make something happen. But that, yeah, that's, I got my own thing. Thank you. <coughs> what do you got in yours? <coughs> ATF. Oh, the good stuff. I got this funky stizzy pen. Stizzy pen? Hmm. Stizzy pan? Stizzy. Stizzy. I call it a pen. Is that, am I dating myself if I call it a pen? No, I call it a pen too. So. Oh, word. I always say, I always call it a vape pen. But yeah, I'm honored to be on the show, man. Thank you for having me. Oh yeah, no, you got it. Um, this uh, this is a pretty, this is a pretty Rhode Island centric show. So I try to, you know, I try to make it about the goings on and the, and the people and stuff like that. I um, I got a lot of friends in the, uh, <coughs> you know, in the in the Providence scene. Jesse Piff, Sam Comfort, and uh, all those guys. And I made a made a bunch, made like friends with a bunch of like their associates and stuff. So, uh. Like, initially, the whole goal of the podcast was just to talk about, like, you know, art and culture and stuff that's going on around. The good and, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Let my other friends know what my other friends are up to is kind of, like, the whole thing. I like it. But, uh, yeah, now that, like, uh, I mean, you know, barring some barring some stuff having to do with the variant of the fucking co- of COVID, it appears that art and culture are back. So I'm trying to just get back in the saddle. You know, that's all, that's all yeah. this is, just trying to... Trying to trying to do it again, not necessarily do it again, but like you know, try to do what I was doing before everything got fucked up, mm. <laughs> and try to do it, try to do it in a little bit more fun way. But um, you just did the thing recently in Matunic. Yeah, this weekend, um, I got called on Saturday at noon. Um, I don't know what day it is. What's the date? The t- it's the nineteenth. Today is nineteenth, so yeah. that was the seventeenth at noon. I got a call. Hey, our band canceled. Um, we found two musicians. We need sound. So I rearranged some things and scooted down there, set up some lights in a gazebo, and yeah. then set up for the band. And it was like a guitar player who sang and a bass player who also played saxophone and did backup vocals. And they had just met that day. Like they and they started going while I was setting up the stage, they were going over songs and there was like a crowd gathering and there was like 
a lot of nerves, and it was interesting. Nice, but I we love, got it done. I love that. So they just they just found two musicians just to fill in for the band, and they were like, "Do you think you guys can play together?" And they were like, "I guess we could try." Yeah, one of them, uh, Liam Glenn or Liam, yeah, I think that's his name, Liam Glenn Lee Jams. He lived in the neighborhood at Roy Carpenter's Beach. Yeah, and so he he was someone was familiar with him, called him up. He made some phone calls, and I think this other dude, Butch Chino. As far as I know, he was at Foxwoods at the time, and then he he dropped what he was doing and came down to play some music. That's uh, that's actually I ha- I had a thought. I, there was something I wanted to say about that, but I I forgot because I was listening to what you were saying. But uh, yeah, that's always interesting how like uh, how music can happen sometimes. I guess. Oh yeah, because that's right. I saw some of the, I saw the video of some of the stuff on your uh, Instagram, and I was impressed yeah. by the musical synergy they had. I was like, oh, these guys are dope together. I didn't I I would. I'm impressed. I'm I'm still kind of taken aback that that was they just met that day. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was fun hearing them like reel off song titles like do you know this one? Do you know that one? And like the ones that they each didn't know but were like maybe I'll try it and it was that was fun. <laughs> I was like I don't know. They did well. And then the next day we had a um a skimboarding exhibition and it was like a camp for the kids. There were a bunch of boards there. So kids could come learn how to skimboard because um, apparently like Rhode Island's coastline is really good for that sport. And there's athletes from Rhode Island who have traveled the world learning how to do it here. But because they've all traveled, there's no one here to like teach them. So mm. we tried to like organize an event that made that happen. And I DJed. That's pretty tight. Was, I can, I can see fun. how the Rhode Island shoreline is good for that. Cause like, especially in like Narragansett, like it just goes out forever. Yeah, Narragansett <laughs> and that, Stretch a coastline west for five from Narragansett yeah. to like Musquamacut. It doesn't. It's yeah, awesome. It, it doesn't really get except for like except for like the breakers, I guess. Like you mm. know, around like Cranston, like not Cranston, around like um, you know, Charlestown and shit like that. Yeah. Um, there can be some kind of deep water out there, but like I guess yeah, yeah like mostly the land is like is pretty flat forever. So mm. like as long as you catch like the right spot, I mean, I guess I it I, changes year to yeah. year because the erosion is so bad. Mm. It's it's interesting like. You never know what beach is going to be destroyed next. And then yeah, right. one year, like, one looks a little better, and you're like, hey, we'll go here. <laughs> it's actually wild that Narragansett Beach is still there. I go and I you hang think out. so? Yeah. I, I go and I hang out there all the time with friends. And, like, I mean, the water gets the water gets right up against the wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it comes up all the way up against the wall, like, on that, on that, uh, on that very end right there hmm. by uh, whatever the fuck, whatever that road is, that little intersection. Ocean Road or something? Something like that, yeah. Um... But yeah, like when it's like high tide and stuff, like I'm surprised the water doesn't like spill out into the into the road. Oh, I'm sure it does sometimes. Hurricane season. <laughs> I like ha- I like hanging out down there. Um, that's a very that's a very uh a lot of my friends like to get together and hang out there, and it's like a just like a bunch of like just beach bum South Kingston hippie type of people. Hell yeah! And I uh, mean, I think Ocean Ocean Mist is one of my favorite places to see a band live. Oh damn! I saw Kylie always... Buds there. I seen nice. I seen Ripe there. Uh, that was that was always a good show. Yeah, I should look at the the Ocean Mist and see what shows are going on there. Collie the Buds so, will be back in like a month. That's tight. Okay, I gotta go see that. Word. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of a. Uh, He'll be at a uh, Turp Town too in Massachusetts, like a couple days before that. Um, you should come to that. I should try. Yeah, <laughs> I should do. I should do a little bit of a uh, driving to see some uh, to see some shows. Mm. I actually just drove up to Maine a couple of weeks ago to go visit one of my sisters. I nice. Have, I have four younger sisters. Um, me, are you the oldest? Yeah. Nice. Me and the youngest one went to go visit the oldest of the girls, but uh, 
yeah, we went up there, and she's a uh, she's engaged. She has a kid. They're expecting their second kid. What part so, of Maine? Uh, Brewer. I don't know it. Um, I think it's right near Bangor. I think because uh, like we went to uh, we went to an escape room, Bangor escape rooms. Was it fun? It was. It I feel was like a- I'm interviewing you now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. Conversation. Um, that's what's um. One time, one time, uh. I was working somewhere that we had a staff meeting, and the owner was like, you guys are doing great. I decided I want to reward you by taking you to an escape room. And one of the employees was like, wait, you're going to lock us in a room for a day, and we have to work to get out? Uh, And that's a day off? (laughs) And he was like, oh, shit, when you put it like that. Um, yeah, I actually, I had a lot of fun with it. It was my first escape room I ever did. And it was like a, it was like a beginner escape room. Um, and we got, we got up to the last clue. We just couldn't figure out. It was like this big, long equation that you just put like 23 digits into. And we just couldn't figure out what order the digits went in. Hmm. And, uh, but that's it. That was the last clue. I mean, the guy walked in, he's like, you guys were almost there. Like you, you solve that puzzle, you get the code for the door and then you're done. It's like okay, that's cool. I can accept that. Uh. <laughs> what uh, what was the one like? What was the theme? Because like they got like different themes. Um, like oh, the I've one... never been to one. Oh, you haven't? Yeah, we never went to that one. Cause he like thought about it and he was like, yeah, I could maybe do something. Oh, that's that. actually <laughs> it's actually a lot of fun. You should check it out sometime. Word. Um, they because they, they're not always escape. They're not always like some of them. Like the one we went to, the theme was like, uh, your your aunt or your grandma just died and she has a bunch of money stashed away and you got to find it before the relatives come and get it ah so it's not always based around escape sometimes it's like a little bit of like a story or like a world that's going on that's kind of interesting that's why i got into it because at first i thought i was just going to be like making dumb jokes and just roasting my uh sisters (laughs) for having a good time but uh five seconds in five ten seconds in i was like oh i know what to do and i just started walking around looking for clues and stuff it's like a little bit of like the uh old adventure game uh the old uh video game adventure adventure game brain kicked in and all of a sudden i was like let me just go click on everything and see what happens yeah (laughs) the really dope part was when we found this uh when we opened a door uh hidden wall that uh went to like this back room this dark room and we had to use like black lights to find like symbols on the wall and stuff and uh there was a like there was just like uh more crates in there to like plug codes into and stuff and it was just a lot of fun i definitely recommend doing it sometime i think there's one here in wakefield uh that's what i've heard but word uh, when's the uh so um Yeah, I'm trying. I th- I, th- I think I uh, I don't know if I told you already, but we're gonna try to do about an hour of this. That's I ap- cool. I apologize for that. Don't be sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, you know, in fact, I don't have to. I don't have to feel that. What am I doing? I'm trying way too hard right now. That's what I'm doing. Hell yeah. <laughs> so living in Wakefield is actually pretty dope. I um, I enjoy I enjoy being down here. It's uh, nice being near the beach. I do a lot of longboarding. Nice. I come down. Every Fourth of July, like I religiously go to the fireworks. Nice. That shit is amazing. You were my my friends went over to that. I didn't go because I went to hang out with my parents. I have a routine where I like dash out during the grand finale because it's fun. It's like being in a war zone. 
and you're like running away and there's explosions and people yelling and like lights and sirens and crazy i don't know it's just it's just intense and fun gets your adrenaline going i guess i'm an adrenaline junkie <laughs> not me too i kind of like that stuff that's why i like to do like i don't like to put myself in in like danger danger like i'm not trying to put myself even at risk of like breaking things but I do inadvertently sometimes. I like jumping off high stuff and trying to see if I still got the knees to stick the landing. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. to go. I like to go longboarding. Uh, try to get going as fast as possible. That's my new goal is to like get agile again. Like, mm. well, how old are you? I'm 28. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're not too far off. I'm 29. But I feel like the in the last like two years I've put on like 10 years. Like I felt super young not long ago and now I feel super old and it hasn't been that long. <laughs> That's how it, that is how it goes. Yeah. Um, like 25, like 25 to like now, like I, I had a bunch of stuff happen to me. Like I fell on my back when I was 25 and got sciatica from that, but I didn't get the sciatica until I was like, you know, till like almost a year after it happened. Mm. So like I have sciatica from that. I got a problem with the shoulder now. Something I can't tell if it's like it, like <laughs> getting yeah, getting old sucks. Don't do it. <coughs> yeah, it's like there's nothing wrong, but there might be. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like something's just gonna yeah. fall off one day. <laughs> Dude, my fucking my dad's fifty two. Fucking his bicep detached from his arm. I don't know how it happened. It just it, he he was like showing it to me, and it just like it the whole thing. Like is was it just reattachable? Yeah, like orthopedic surgery. Wow. He needs to clear some stuff with like work. So it's just not some... attached. Yeah. Does he wear a sling? No, he doesn't. He doesn't do anything. He just still uses his arm. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Like so, most of his bicep detached. Yeah, it's like it's detached. But he has like, enough where he can like. It still recoil works. Or something. It still works. But, like, he shouldn't. <laughs> Dude, same thing. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, God, don't show me that. Right. And that was the day. That was July 3rd. That was the day before the 4th of July. I went to my I went to my parents' house on 4th of July kind of late just because mm. I didn't want to look at that again. Mm. <laughs> I remember saying to my friends, I'm like, oh. guys, I don't want to go to my parents' house. My dad's arm is fucked up. <laughs> I, like, grew up a total daredevil, skateboarding, martial arts, like, jumping off stuff, riding bikes off of stuff. I've broken like every finger, every, you know, bunch of broken wrists, broken. I've I've had the back injuries. Yep. And now I have like PTSD from all of it. Like I can't watch UFC fights because those dudes get smashed, and I'm like, Ooh, I remember what that feels like. Dude. Yeah, the <laughs> or like Bale's videos, skate Bale's videos. I can't even watch. I the idea of watching <laughs> Jackass for fun now just seems like I, it wouldn't be fun anymore. It would Some of it's fun, but yeah, when <laughs> when the dudes are getting like hurt, it's like, is it fun? Like I remember when I was like when I was like you know 18, 19, rewatching that stuff on DVD. You know, I'd be like, oh, ho, ho, he got hit in the nuts. Oh, man, he got slapped with the big old hand. But like, <laughs> I like the hand one. <laughs> but, like, now I'd be like, oh, oh, gee, oh. And, like, those guys all look, they all look like they've been beat the fuck up. Because, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they have been, but, like, they just look, they all look terrible. <laughs> Fucking, I feel so bad for Bam. Aw. It is, like... He looks like a big teddy bear now, but he's got s some issues. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but I I think of that stuff. I think of like Tony Hawk's Underground too and stuff like that, and just like how intertwined that shit became with like culture. Mm. Um, 
I was talking the other day to my dad about something. You know, he was talking about how my mom likes to watch reality shows. And uh, I said something about them being trash. And then I was like, but that doesn't mean anything because I come from the generation that, you know, watch Jackass. He's like, yeah, I never did. Well, that was like Jackass was pretty much like the birth of reality television mm. being a mainstream thing. That was, you know, one or two camera guys. Yeah. And, you know, probably one video editor. And that's like why reality TV took over because it's so cheap to make and people watch. And that's all that television wants. They want people to watch. Um, my dad said something about like, yeah, I didn't watch that. And I remember I, I saying like, that's because it wasn't made for you. Yeah, it was, made for, it was made for us idiots with underdeveloped brains. Did you ever watch Fuel TV? Every now and again. I don't remember anything from it specifically. Oh, I remember some great shows on Fuel TV. Um, I, I, um, there was a period there where I just didn't watch TV. I didn't give a shit about TV for That's a while when I was now. a teenager. I have, the TV I have now, I've had for like four years and I've probably turned it on like 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I use my TV quite a bit cause I like movies. Uh, I like watching, uh, Ooh, that's what I got to start doing. In fact, I like watching movies. I like watching TV shows and stuff. I just, uh, but yeah, I don't like watch like network television. I don't like the keep last, up with last anything. The last TV show I, that I really got into and watched the whole thing while it was popular was Breaking Bad. So that's like a long time ago. <laughs> I love Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's, that was the last one. That was the last one I kept up with too. Um, I mean, like BoJack Horseman, but uh, I'm not going to turn the sound on. I just forgot that I always like to. I want to start doing this thing where I like have a have a movie running in the background. I dig it, because like sometimes, sometimes podcasts I listen to like to do stuff like that. So, um, what was the first console that you got a Tony Hawk game on? PlayStation One. Me too. It was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two. Oh, still dope game. Did you were you able to complete a hundred percent of the tasks in the game? No, never. I would never have the patience for it, and I was never going to try. Oh, I tried so hard that I realized that my disc of Tony Hawk 2 was, like, flawed. Like, I looked up how to finish the game, and I figured out the level that, like, there was a glitch, and something was missing from my version of the game. And what? Um, yeah, it drove me nuts. What should I put That's when my on. trust issues began. Deadpan TV comedies, binge-worthy TV shows. See, that's the problem. There's, like, so much stuff, but, like... There's like, put on whatever. That's the problem. There's like so much content now. Put on some random anime. There's so Star m- Trek. There's a lot of uh. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I'm not. You know what? I mean, we're not gonna be watching it anyway. So yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Play season one, episode one. I dig it. I actually, I am a big fan of Star Trek: Next Generation. I've been watching that. I've been watching uh, watching through that again recently. But uh. Random wheel of conversation. Uh, oh, wait. Is that still recording? Yes, it is still recording. It's got two minutes left. Okay. What does two minutes left mean? It just means I'm going to have to restart the video again in a second. We I just will, I fell asleep. self-destruct. <laughs> yeah, it'll blow up. You'll see smoke come out of it uh, like, a, uh, like a Mission Impossible fucking gadget. Um, you know that they're doing a seventh one? What? A Mission Impossible. Oh, I haven't been counting. <laughs> yeah, I, I fucking love the Mission Impossible movies. I stopped watching them for a while, but then like I started watching again with like the fourth one, um, and uh, I just can't believe they're still doing those things. 
Like Tom Cruise is like what fifty seven, fifty eight now. There was that. definitely a relatively recent one that I saw in theaters, like in the last five years or something. Probably the sixth one. That one came out in uh, twenty nineteen, I think. Yeah, where he was like a he his his cover story was like he was a traffic. He worked at the DOT or something, <laughs> or is that in all of them? I don't know. That might have been from the third one. I can't remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um. Yeah, just seven. Seven. I mean, the fucking Fast and Furious movies, though, too. I mean, there's like, what, nine of those now? Fast and Furious memes have gotten to a a peak of excellence that (laughs) I appreciate very much. Actually, you know what? Um, I I was a big fan of Vin Diesel. (laughs) I do like (laughs) this. Family. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I've been watching the Fast and Furious movies for quite a few years now, and um, I can I can honestly tell you I'm just not all that interested in the new one. Like I keep thinking to myself, like, oh, I gotta go watch it, but I just no, I keep not. I th- I think it's for kids. Like I don't know. I mean, kind of at this point. I mean, like the 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 sixth the sixth one I think is a genuinely good like action movie, but it's like the best one of the series. And they don't really get any better than that. Like the seventh one is fun, but it's it doesn't get anywhere close to being as good as the sixth one. The last Fast and Furious movie I saw was the one that ends with the scramble, where all the cars leave the the warehouse at the same. The cops have the warehouse surrounded. That's too fast, too furious. And they uh, that's the second one. Yep. Oh, I tuned out after that. One. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No. Um. That's actually I like that one too, but. Uh, that that seems more like a that seems more like a uh, like a TNT like version of like Bad Boys or something than it does like a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. Like it hadn't developed into what it is now. Yet. Yeah. That that first one that first one was just a that first one was a mellow was a mellow drama like bro fest. It was not it was not a good movie. Keep, like keep your seven Fast and Furious and give me <laughs> one Gone in sixty seconds. Because Nicolas Cage is hilarious in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm ready to. I'm ready to tell Vin Diesel who who family is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Nicolas Cage impression. I like that. So I do a radio show called Thirteen Folds Live on uh, Lemonadio.com, and we like to have people do impressions sometimes. Yeah, I just like to do dumb voices for fun. I'm always trying to do different different sounds with my mouth. I've just been obsessed with that kind of shit ever since I was a kid. We got a good uh, Skeletor impersonator. We got Ram. Is that a, I don't know. Is that what Skeletor sounds like? Yeah, it is, kind of. Ram. I, I can't think of any lines. Yeah, I don't want to even attempt it. <laughs> no, thank you. All right, this, this is what I've been working on for a while. This is my Joe Biden impression. Uh... It's terrible. It's bad. But uh, the what you do is you just keep being bad, and uh, you just keep saying the name, and eventually people will associate it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, man, this original shit was so boring. You know what? You said Fast and Furious. I'm going to see if Fast and Furious is on Netflix right now. Let's do it. I loved the uh, Fast and Furious games. That I don't know what consoles they were on. I had them on GameCube. Thought I saw one on here um, recently. Fast, what was it? Fast and Furious? No, Need for Speed. Need for Speed Underground. That game was crazy. I designed a, a Mazda Miata, and I was like, 
12 years old thinking I'm definitely going to drive that one day. <laughs> That's going to be my whip. But we do not. We have a punk-ass child's animated TV show. I actually start speaking of children's TV shows, I started watching that Netflix Carmen Sandiego show because, you know, Carmen Sandiego. And uh, it's just, man, the, they do not respect kids. They just, like, they just be doing whatever. People who, whatever, make, people who make kids stuff now are just, like, so disrespectful to kids. Like, when we were kids, like, we got stuff with, like, entertain, Like, we got stuff with, like, some, like, brain work and entertainment value, you know? Yeah. Now honestly, Courage the Cowardly Dog messed me up. Now it's just, like, <laughs> now it's all just, like, lazily designed, and they're just like, oh, don't worry, it's for kids. It's like, but give kids something to think about. Give yeah. them something to, like, work on with their brain. Don't or just at give least them, remember. Don't give them some lazy shit and then just be all like, oh, it's, it's for kids. It's good. Mm-hmm. The Big Lebowski. Boogie Nights kicks ass. Oh, man, Total Recall. That movie fucking rips. I don't think I've seen that. I've Matt. seen a lot of Schwarzenegger, but I've never seen that one. I haven't seen Mad Max in a moment. What the hell? Beasts of No Nation. Yeah, I'm just being... I'm just being uh, I, I am. I, I think about all this shit too hard. Like, the whole thing I've been trying to do in life recently is just, just take things less seriously. Just don't... Just... You know, so let's just put on BoJack Horseman. What's a BoJack Horseman? What's a BoJack Horseman? Oh, it's a cartoon. I've seen that. Actually, have you seen Community? Um, yeah. I mean, we're not we're not going to have the sound on anyway, so I'm just going to choose a random. I'm just going to choose a. I'm going to go to my favorite episodes. I'm Did you ever hear of something called DerekComedy.com? Yes, that was uh, that was where uh, what's his name? That was where Donald Glover got his start. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was insanely funny on this show, and to me, I never took him seriously as a rapper, and t- I never took him seriously as a rapper. I only took him seriously as a musician once he started doing like the soul music, mm. because um, hang on, season three did I skip past? Yeah, season yeah. Cause yeah, I didn't movie. know what to do with his music personally. It wasn't my thing. Fucking my dick is like an accent mark. It's all about the ovaries. Cool. Like you, he still sounds like Troy. Like awaken my love. It's like he feels like he's fully arrived as a musician at this point. Like he doesn't feel like he's just like doing like goofy comedy rap. Like because the internet is is he's not Childish Gambino anymore, right? No, 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 he still performs as Childish Gambino. He still does music under the name Childish Gambino. But uh, you know when he when he acts, he's credited as Donald Glover. Like he did, which is he did that movie Guava Island. It was like a short film on uh, Amazon. And he was credited as Donald Glover, although he did perform some Childish Gambino songs in it. But, well, like, you know, at this point, everybody yeah. everybody knows who he is. I mean, he's not like, mm. he's not like he's trying to hide it. But uh, actually, the guy who did the a lot of the soundtracking for this show, Ludwig Göransson, he, um, he's done, he's worked on uh, all of Donald Glover's music with him. He's done like all of his production and instrumentation and stuff throughout the years. So, oh, that's cool. They've been wor- they've been working together since deep. So, I think about that every time when I'm listening, when I'm watching the show, because like there's this repeating um, there's like this repeating like musical phrase throughout the throughout some of the episodes, and I'm like, okay, Ludwig had to have written that, like just like the way it sounds. Oh, that's cool. That's <clears throat> I when I watch t- TV, I pay attention to the to the score. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, that's fun to just see if you can pick out like songs you recognize or riffs that are like being borrowed and recycled. You know what I mean? It's yeah. fun. I, you know, I used to be, 
I used to be, I was just thinking about this today. I used to be a musician. I used to write music, and I just. I, yeah, I'm not nearly the musician I once was as well. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have it. I don't have it in me anymore. I, uh, I don't know what I would write about. I don't know, like, what, like, even, like, right now, sitting here, like, trying to talk and fill an hour, you know? There are times when I can do this, and then, like, right now, I'm, like, I'm trying, and uh, it's almost like, is there, is there just anything in my heart, even? Aw. And that, and I'm not trying to, like, I'm not trying to, like, it, it's one of those things of, like, I've just, like, yeah, I've been going through my own stuff recently, but then there's, there's like, a, which I'm trying to get back to with, like, the, the music. I don't want to, I don't. I don't know. I just hate when there's like stories behind a song. Like I wrote this song because uh, uh, because of this, and it's like mm. that doesn't always make good music. I guess I agree. Like I don't care what the story is. I don't care what the. I'm not a storyteller type of vocalist. You like know I, I, mean? I like I like well written lyrics. I like when that stuff is there, but I'm not always thinking about the words. Even though I'm also like a you know a writer. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just don't. I've been playing music with people recently, doing lots of jams, like campfire jams and covers and stuff. People, uh, friends have told me, it's like, oh, you should you should do stuff. Like, why don't you do stuff anymore? And it's like, because I just, I don't feel it. Mm. Like, I used to, it used to burn. It used to be a burning passion. Yeah. And now, I'm like, when I see people. It, yeah, it takes hours. You got to take your own time and sit and practice so that when you do show up for the jams, you kind of like have something to offer you know what i mean and that when, when you're not doing that you don't feel like you have the thing to offer yeah then you just don't feel driven to to be there and like uh, yeah i know like i like feeling. i like going to <laughs> i like going to see live shows and i like watching people perform and being and being and I, i'm like yes like fucking whatever it is you have keep it like try it do whatever it is you can yeah hell it. yeah <laughs> i've never been in a band besides like the high school bands you know what i mean yeah but I'm cool with it, and like my dream now is to just be a one-man band, like master the loop stations and figure out how to make some epic music just myself, and then see if other people catch on and be like, "Yo, let me sit in with you, let's collab." You know what I mean? Also, I think that would just be the most fun in the world. Also, you gotta have like a crazy amount of like delusion to like want to be a performer. Honestly, like as much as I as much as I like performing and stuff, <laughs> it's like you do have to have like the, you have to have a thing where it's like okay. I need people to hear me or or see me do this or whatever. And I think that's why I don't really want to do music like that anymore cuz like I don't feel like I need people to see me do music. That makes sense. I do I like, know I know a lot of like antisocial musicians and they're not antisocial people. They're antisocial musicians. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they keep their music at home behind a closed door, their little studio, their little laptop, whatever it is and it's theirs. They might release some stuff on like different platforms here and there, but you won't see them around town. You mm. will not see in a musical sense. You know what I mean? Oh, here's a good question. Speaking of like creativity and like uh, you know creative block or whatever, how did the pandemic treat you as far as like what it is you like to do like creatively with hobbies and stuff like that? Like what what was how was that? Um, it was pretty good. I gotta admit, I did enjoy isolation and. Like, I used it to focus on gardening and, like, eating good food and um, honing the, my, my video craft a little bit. Like, getting better at the live streaming. And um, I totally fell off this year. Like, 2020, I was just like... Ch -ch 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 -ch. And then this year, 
I've just been eating junk food yep. and doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> just chilling. I've been trying to it's keep... It's like I'm in denial about things going back to normal. <laughs> I've been trying to keep my fitness up. Like, my job's pretty active, and I've been trying to walk, like, take at least, like, a 30-minute walk every day. Word. Um, yeah, I just got a new roommate who's, like, way more fit than I am, and I, j- and I knew that it would piss me off and, like, kind of give me some, like, all right, I'm not going to... Like, every time we go anywhere, the girls are looking at him. I, I'm like, you know what? I was watching. Uh, uh, I, I started <laughs> watching do something about that. <laughs> I started watching Shit's Creek recently, and there's that guy there. Um, I don't know if you've seen that show, but uh, there's a guy in that show who's like, he's just a good-looking dude, and he's got insanely like insane abs. And I saw that, and I was like, I gotta stop eating like shit. I gotta get on this now, because like for the last week, I've been like, all right. Let's pick it back up because mm. for, for like six weeks there, I wasn't doing too good by myself. So I was like, all right, let's, let's pick it back up. Let's get going. And then I started watching Shit's Creek, and I saw that dude all abbed up, and I was like, well, now I'm angry. Hell yeah. <laughs> the most inspiring thing like that I've ever seen is this dude, uh, Robert Kazar. He's got a ton of like uh, nutrition nutritionalist videos on YouTube where he like talks about his diet and his products that he uses to, to, like, to do what he does. And um, there's one video where he, like, lifted his shirt. And what I saw was what I imagined you would see if you took, like, a tiger or a lion and shaved them (laughs) so that you could see, like, their skin and their muscle. Like, this dude was just ripped and lean at the same time in a way that was just, like, that almost didn't look human. I was like, if a human can do that. That's that's why don't they tell us? <laughs> why why isn't more people doing that? <laughs> no, it's epic. Yeah, I've been fucking e- eating out a lot. I'm too lazy to um too lazy to, like go to the store and buy stuff and then cook. Have it's you like, heard of uh HelloFresh? No, Instacart. Uh no, I haven't. They go shop This podcast you. is not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm like dropping brands. No, that's, I, I no, honestly, no. Well, I my, honestly don't give a shit. Bef- uh, sorry, my roommate doesn't grocery shop, yeah. but he still gets groceries, and they can just get delivered. Yeah, and I'm always surprised how fast it comes. And I just think, mm. like, I'll never do that. I feel like I've just been raised to like go to the store, get what you need. But right, it's yeah, I um, times I are changing. The, I make the joke about this podcast is not sponsored. I actually don't. I don't give a shit. Sometimes there are things that are useful, you know. And if you think that's gonna bring use to other people, you know, I'm not gonna like fucking. To me, it's just a funny joke, just to be like, you know. <laughs> Today's podcast is sponsored by Fungal Records, <laughs> Thirteen Volts Live, Hip Hop Chess Club, Gun Gun Entertainment, and I'm missing a whole lot of dank shit. <laughs> I tr- I try to be as non sponsorship friendly as possible. <laughs> I just sponsor myself. Those are all brands that I'm a part of. Before anything else, so nice. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel like with the uh, with the uh, million ex girlfriends thing. Like, I want to do movies. And I love stuff. that name. I want to try to like uh, start producing some kind of like goofy ass content. Yeah, it's just a couple of funny ass words that me and some friends honestly. It's it came, a good name for a YouTube channel. Too. It came out of a uh, band practice a lot of years ago when we were trying to uh, create a record label, mm. and uh, we just we fucking loved it, so we just went with it. Sounds like a hip hop duo, like a like a rapper producer combo, and their name the combined. They're like, mm. we are million ex girlfriends. Yeah, something. I actually do. You remember? Do you remember Dre Bummy? Who is it? Dre Bummy. He's a, he was a Rhode Island rapper. He moved up to California recently. No, I don't know if I know. Um. Anyway, on his on his album on his uh 
debut album that he produced himself, uh, Just Bummy. There's a little interlude on there. He literally just took the audio from a video I did with him and just put it on the album. Hell yeah. And credited Million Ex-Girlfriends on it. So nice. I thought that was cool. Yeah, then, yeah, once you get credit under a name, there's some pride invested in it. Yeah. Keep, keep it. You know and, I mean? like, I do. And get more names. Like, I think everyone should have a million nicknames. I have the most fun thing because I'm like writing and trying to like come up with a bunch of like stuff at once. I do have a bunch of like names and like words and phrases that I really like a lot. Like I've been using. Do you like roast yourself ever? Like, are you good at cracking the? the, I uh, I, I've never like I can I can turn it on myself. Yeah. Like uh, what do they call that when you're when you crack jokes on yourself? uh, Self-deprecation. Deprecating humor. Pathetic jawline head ass. (laughs) Like so, I don't know. My brain's quick with that stuff, so I always write down these funny nicknames. I think for Mm. myself. Um, we were having we were having parties at the last place for like the last six weeks of the last place I lived at. Um, we were just having a bunch of parties just to like send it off. Nice. And um, after a while, I started calling them like Skank Town, like it was like a TV show. It's like, oh, like every week is like a new episode. <laughs> and um, then that gave me an idea. It's like, all right, let's do a little fucking, let's do a little dopey little web series and call it Skanktown. Mm. So I've been like working on that for the last couple of weeks. Um, again, it's another one of those things where it's a fucking non-starter. Like I, j- I just get so frustrated. Like I don't know if it's just because I don't know how to write for the screen or something, but oh. I get I get so frustrated because I have so many ideas and I just don't know how to like get them out onto paper properly. Mm. It's tough. These uh, paintball episodes, there's a lot of these episodes in the first three seasons, or first two seasons at least, um, that were done by uh, the Russos, the guys who would go on to direct like uh, Captain America Winter Soldier and um, the Avengers, the, the some of the Infinity War and Endgame. That's a Marvel thing, right? Yeah. Now, I don't whether, – whether or not you care for Marvel, whether you give a shit, whatever – the scale of those movies is impressive with everything that happens in them. So knowing that they started on this goofy little TV show, I have, yeah. a, lot of, I have a lot of respect for that. That's one thing that like keeps motivating me to like. No, actually, I watched uh, somebody like a um, what do they call it when someone talks over the show? Uh, like a commentary track. Commentary. Or yeah. I watched a video commentary of community and the paintball episodes and like how well made i think it was about community in general but they reference the paintball stuff a lot yeah it's just such a well-made show like the little tricks the lighting the 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 uh, yeah and it's like suspense it's like, you know what i mean and it's like these are like actual like filmmaking like cinematic like techniques like they're not just yeah like these little paintball gunfights they filmed the same way like mission impossible would film yeah. a gunfight it's just like paintball guns <laughs> And like kids in a college, <laughs> like it is it it. That's one reason why this show never really landed with an audience to like begin with. Like it was a great show, it was a critical darling when it was on, but it just didn't have the numbers because people didn't know what the fuck they were watching. They didn't know what they were getting on any given week. Yeah, like the amount of variety it had. Every different episode was like you know conceptual or or uh, a different genre or uh, like there's a, there's an entire episode. That's like a Law and Order episode, like an homage to Law and Order. Filmmaking, dialogue, structure, everything is a Law and Order episode. 
It's a better Law and Order episode than most Law and Order episodes. That's awesome. Like it fucking nails it. But you know what I think that comes from? All, that whole concept of like switching up the format from show to show is. Do you remember when sitcoms geared to kids were like that? Like Boy Meets World and like the other similar shows. Yeah, Everyone's and sometimes you get like a horror themed episode yeah, or something. You get these episodes that are just like these sh- one-offs. Yeah, like just fucking completely. Like, I think they ran with like the one-off every off. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is great, man. Dan Harmon is one of the Dan Harmon is one of the uh, most creative dudes that has ever ever done the thing. I mean, this is probably my favorite TV show of all time. Hmm. In my, I mean, in my opinion, it's the best, but I don't want to go as I don't want to go as far as to like you know, get presumptuous. Uh, opinions can be perspectival. Like for instance, I think the movie Vast of Night is close to a perfect movie, but like I don't think that means it's who's the, in that. Um, can't remember. It's a bunch of like no name, like younger actors, like trying to like build their careers. That's made by an indie director who's like you know just getting started. So, but. All that considered, it's very, very good for what it is, and that's why I think it's like near close to a perfect movie because like you have a bunch of first timers doing this shit. It's all done really well. It gets it, it tells its story, it gets its point across. But I don't think that means it's like one of the best movies of all time or anything. I don't even think I'd put it in my top ten. And that's not that's not like an insult or anything. It's just yes, it's close to a perfect movie. Still doesn't make one of the best movies of all time. Mm. Some of the best things of all time are great because of like their flaws, because of like how close they get to because of how close they get to perfection, mm. but because of some of the glaring issues that come up with them. Like perfection can be boring sometimes. You know, like the closer you get, the closer, the closer something gets to like being as like, for instance, Prince of Persia, Santa Time might be one of the best video games ever. Hmm. That combat system, though, is so bad, so limited, like so fighting in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. limited amount of like combos and movesets you could do is that doesn't there's not a lot of room for exploration and it's just repetitive and then later in the game the the game just starts throwing like 40 50 enemies at you in some combat arenas and it's like you're just you're just tapping the same combos over and over again like square square triangle Mm. x over the guy hit the thing do the thing hour one stab and it's like you don't you can't explore or do anything different with the combos or anything. You're just doing the same ones over and over. Some people like those mindless games, though, and some of those mindless games get big, like the Nazi zombies in Call of Duty, mm. when you're just running around in a circle. Yeah, and but you got I get, the zombies following you, and you I can like see the shoot. appeal. I can see the appeal of that. You like play that with friends a lot. Well, it's true. It had, a, it had a gaming element. Well, yeah, that's yeah. what me and my friends would do. I had one friend. Me and my buddy Ronnie would stay up. Like all night playing zombies, trying to get like past level fifty and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I used to play. Uh, I used I used to love playing the. I never played zombies, but I did love playing like the uh, Nuketown map with my friends on uh mm-hmm. whatever that whichever that one was. We just used to load up multiplayer. It was the three of us and, uh, and my buddies Rich and my buddy Matt. Rich was like the best gamer among all of us, and he would just run around murking me and Matt. It would be a two on one and he'd still just kill both of us. That's a classic map. We would try to like we would try to like triangulate him. We'd try to like flank him, come around him and he just still he got us every time, all the time. To the point where I was like I, I kinda like stopped trying. I would just be like, Okay, here I come. La di da yep, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, people I feel like with that map people figured out spots that you were you're not weren't weren't like invincible, but like you knew where people were gonna come from. Every time. Mm. It's like, once you do, it's like, boom, 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 boom. 
I like when um I like when Ski Master Slump guy did that uh, Nuketown song with Juice World. That shit. That's what turned me on to Juice World. I didn't like Juice World at first when I first heard him because I thought it was just like kind of like soft and whiny, all caterwauling and stuff. Yeah. But then I heard him on uh, Nuketown and he's yelling his ass. Both him and Ski and uh, Ski Mask are just yelling their ass off. And like, I was like, like screamo yelling. Yeah. Oh hell cut yeah. Cutthroat, cutthroat, cutthroat. That's throw. cool, dude. When I heard that shit, I was like, okay, I'm going to go listen to some of Juice World stuff now, just yeah. based on this alone. <laughs> yeah, hearing all the, the screamo elements come through hip-hop in, like, a quality way is, I don't know, it impresses me. I got to turn the sound on that thing back on so I know what's up and when it's up. Where are we at? We're at, like, 40. All right, we got 15 minutes left. So how about that news? No, I'm just kidding. I go over to my parents' house and I and like they have the news on and the shit just the shit just aggravates Terrible. me now. I don't Terrible. like I, I ever since Can't I watch moved the news. ever since I moved out of my parents' house, I have not actively gone out of the way to watch news. Mm-mm. Like my phone, my phone used to send me headlines all the time because I used to be I used to follow it more. And I it, do that. I let my phone send. It's like CBS or whatever the news app on on iPhone. Yeah. I'll I get those notifications. They're interesting and weird sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, but the new like network television news is just depressing. Every now and again I'll get like a headline or something like of, of a major story on my phone, but they but won't tell you any solutions because they're afraid to be too controversial. So they'll just scare you. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, news reporting is not my favorite thing. I was watching. Uh, my dad had MSNBC on yesterday. I was doing laundry at their house, and uh, Alex Witt, I think her name is Alex Dewitt, whatever. She was a. Uh, she was doing freaking out like this, like asking a question like this to someone. It's like you're a journalist. Don't don't talk like this. Oh, I can't even believe. Oh, and the thing is, I don't. I think the person she was talking to like might have even been on her side. But she just she just had to she had to do this. She had to appeal to the people to get the you know, uh, what are we gonna do? It's like you're a fucking journalist. Just That's re- actually the fun part of the news is seeing the personalities. Or see, some people try to like hide their personality and just be like, Oh hi, um uh, you're reporting from here and, <laughs> and you're like, Oh my god. I like I like Stiff Andrew Cuomo because that dude that dude always looks he's a, his eyes are always like bulging. He's always looks like, all right, we're gonna go to commercial break, and I'm gonna fucking knock out fifty push-ups real quick. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think his name's John DeLuca. Was a that sounds familiar. News anchor around here for a while, and he used to like come into a pizza shop I worked at, and I'd be all baked, and I'd be like, I swear I know this guy from somewhere. And like an hour later, he'd be on the news, and I'd be like. I swear I know this guy from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> He's just got one of those faces. <laughs> Ooh, I'll take a water. Thank you. You got it. I haven't been drinking enough water lately. I've been uh that could be part of, that could be part of like I I've been feeling like a little I've been feeling a little depression lately, I'll be honest. I got, like, the depressive waves and stuff. Oh, me too. But, um, like, in the last couple of days, I just have not have not been drinking enough water. I, I know for a fact that I am just, like, dehydrated. It's usually the start of a lot of things. Oh, there we go. Drink some water, have a banana. You usually feel better after that. Yeah, no, I'll be honest. I kind of just... 
I kind of just feel like I've been being like a little bitch lately. Like I have been having some issues, and maybe I'm just having like a moment of clarity right now. But you ever know, like when you're just like feeling funky, you're feeling terrible, and you can't shake it, and you're like, you're like, God damn, I, I can't. Why can't I just feel better? And then like you'll have a moment where you're all like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, you know. That's I crash. I'm Sometimes I crash in the middle of the day. It'll be like three in the afternoon, and I see my couch, and I'm like, you know what? I'm laying on the damn couch yep. right now. Sometimes that's all I got and in And then me. I wake up at like midnight, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I had shit to do. <laughs> like, like today, I was not feeling good at work. I was pushing myself through it. It was rainy. It was wetty. It, it rainy, shitty, wet. Like, I'm fucking depressed. I'm just like trying yeah. to get through the shit. I get back here, and like for a while, I'm just sitting here going like, Ugh. and then I was like, oh, shit, I'm recording. All right, let's, let's set it up. Why not? Then like you know not like now I feel good but like I'm like I'm always afraid of like it's like when I start to feel good like that's when I get like leery that's when I get worrisome I'm like see I feel great mm. right now but I'm sad because I know I'm gonna be sad later <laughs> but that's good though like in those euphoric moments you should like cash out a little brain power for later for when you know you're gonna be sad you know mm. what I mean like when you when it's like midnight. Maybe don't stay up all night so that tomorrow you're not tired. You know, kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of mentality. You know what I mean? Yeah. But my thing is, like, when I'm depressed, I try to go to bed on an empty stomach and then wake up and eat fruit and drink water. And, like, you know what? fruit on an empty stomach is it's like electricity for your body. You know what I mean? It charges you up. I'm glad you said that. that. It's that good. Because that was a thing I used to do all the time. I would try to go to bed with an empty stomach and I would only do fruit and water in the morning. I haven't been doing it recently just because I've been lazy, you know. Like last night, last night I think I uh, heated up like an old burrito or something, and then I ate a Reese's Fast Break, and I had a bunch of fucking sour gummy bears. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I support the gummy bears, but I eat too much late at night, and I never, never phased me till recently. Uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta start to i've been hanging out too much recently hanging out with people and it's like yeah there's, there's no such thing as like hanging out with people too much but it has kind of been getting in the way of like my, my sleep schedule and stuff like sometimes sometimes i don't get back here till like a way too late hour and i gotta be up at like six mm. and it's just not smart yeah i give myself way too much credit sometimes in those situations where i'm like yeah, two and a half hours of sleep, we got this. I'll be good, I'll get up, I'll push through it, I'll fucking, I'll shoot no. five hour energy straight into my veins, I'll be no. good. <laughs> fucking, if anybody, uh, fucking five hour energy, and that gets, I'm show up, dick hard, ready to work. If anybody needs me, I'm going to be in line at the Dunkin' Donuts with a full erection. All the power to you. <laughs> no. I used to show up late to work every single day and act like it was somebody else's fault. Like, like not just be like, oh, it wasn't me. I'm not late. You know what I mean? I wouldn't blame yeah. other people. I would just act like, of course I'm late. Like, what are you, <laughs> I'm here. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to do the work. All the work's going to get done. Don't worry. That's how I always felt when I worked like Burger King. I just didn't give a shit. That was like my first job. I fucking I hated that shit. Mm. Yeah, like as much as I wanted to care... Like the proof is in the pudding kind of thing, where it's just like I don't know. Yeah, it was. I had a hard time showing up. <laughs> yeah, it was a <laughs> shitty job too. It was not good. Uh, restaurants are not good either. You know, like that that shortage. No, of restaurants rest- are brutal. 
that shortage of like restaurant workers right now. It's like, oh, nobody wants to work. It's like, no, nobody wants to get treated like shit for not enough money. I've worked in more than half a dozen restaurants and for like decent periods of time at each one. And I'd say one out of the bunch had like a functioning mechanical grease trap that you didn't have to scoop out by hand on a daily basis that most people didn't scoop out on a daily basis so they would let it build up and get disgusting like i remember training people and showing them around restaurants and being like oh yeah and this is the sink and the drain and the grease trap let me show you how to open the grease trap and as soon as i open it they just start gagging and i'm just like yeah you're gonna have to get over that (laughs) yeah those things those things are fucking gross i do not miss them but it's not, yeah, it's not, like, a hospitable thing to, like, employ someone for the minimum that you can afford to make them show up and then make them do disgusting things that you wouldn't do yourself. You yeah, I mean? man, that's what, I worked as a, I worked as a dishwasher over the winter at the Matunic Oyster Bar. It was, it was terrible. It was awful. Yeah, like, res- I want respect to every dishwasher out there. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Man, one time, fucking the, one of the chefs, he says to me, he points out this wall. He's all like, ah, you know, you're here all day. Could you just wipe this wall down at some point? And I was like, yeah. But I remember thinking to myself, no, I'm not going to wipe that wall down. Hmm. Watch me never walk over to that wall and wipe it down. Eventually, I saw one of the other dishwashers wiping it down. I'm like, yep. Cool. Yep. He'll get the <laughs> I don't fucking do that. You motherfuckers don't pay me enough. <laughs> I went out of my way one time somewhere that I worked to clean, like, some corners of the floor and around like the walk-in and I like made everything sparkle and the next day the owner came up to me and was like hey dishwasher dude follow me and they pointed to everything that I had done they're like you see all this you see how clean this is I did this yesterday I was on my hands and knees and this is how I want it to look every day all the time and I was looking at them like okay yeah no problem Oh yeah, it looks like it was hard work. No, yeah, definitely. I can I can help with that. And, oh uh, man! <laughs> I walked back in the kitchen, and the chef was giving me this look, like, like did did they really just say that to you? Like, cause he he was there when it when I did the cleaning too. So he was just like, what? Like we both got a little awakening as to like who our employer really was. You know what I mean? I think we both decided in that moment, like, all right, this our days are numbered here. You know yeah, what I mean? Damn, that's rough. Now nah, I'll be honest, the uh the That's like some psychopathic shit. I don't the leadership know. in most kitchens I've been in is not it's not there. It's not always great, you know? Mm. Um like like at the oyster bar. Like the fucking there's like I just had a lobster roll from there yesterday. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, food's great. One of the one of the chefs in there is a fucking idiot. I never see him on the line cooking anything. He's always prepping shit. He's a fucking hack cook. He's not he's not good at the shit. I don't know how he's in that position. Really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that's Rhode Island. There's some he things knows, he, he does knows good. Somebody, somebody knows yeah, him. Exactly. <laughs> There's some things he does well, but most of his shit is shitty. Most of his stuff is not good. His, I'm not like great with a knife or anything. But I understand how to use a knife a little bit. Mm. And if I did some training with it, I could do some amazing stuff. But he's just not there at all? No. no. His his knife work was sloppy and shitty. And it was just like, I, I, I like it upsets me that I'm thinking about it. But that's how like much this guy sucked at it. It's like, mm. I don't care about knife skills. And you suck so bad, you're making me notice your knife skills. Mm. As I'm walking past for a, for a second and a half. <laughs> I'm like pretty knowledgeable as to like the managerial side of being a chef and running a restaurant but i don't know how to cook anything that's not a basic like 
couple of ingredients. You know, I need a recipe for anything beyond like scrambled eggs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <coughs> There's a couple. I can make scrambled eggs. Those are pretty easy. I like making omelets. I like those <coughs> some like cheese and some meat in there, like you know, ham and cheese and stuff like that. Mm. <coughs> Sometimes I get really fancy. <coughs> oh shit, that ATF is good. Sometimes I'll get really fancy and I'll like throw it on a sandwich and throw some sriracha on it and I'll like, you know, have like a nice big old breakfast sandwich or something. I got to cut back on the bread though. Speaking of like eating healthy. Oh, yeah. Like this this fucking I'm trying to like get the abs. I need to I need to work out more on the abs and I need to cut back on the bread and shit like that if that's ever going to be a possibility. I know my idea of like a perfect diet is no meat, no sweets, no bread, no cheese. Now, if I could like ice, though, if I could like get rid of the no cheese dairy in general, if I could get rid of the cheese and the bread, that would be great. Cheese is like addicting, dude. If you if you really decide no more cheese, good luck. <laughs> right? Good luck. Oh man, can I get a fucking ham and egg sandwich? Yeah. On a, cheese is addicting. Oh, I mean, I guess if you're gonna get rid of bread stuff entirely, then you wouldn't even have that. You would just be like. Yeah, it's like egg with ham. Yeah. Can I get a fucking... Or yeah, no meat. No egg. I wouldn't eat any of it, I what? guess. Yeah. There's yeah, no can't... sandwich. No, nothing. No Hi. sandwich. Hi, nice <laughs> to see you. I was just stopping by. <laughs> <laughs> Food looks great. <laughs> I, I forgot I can't eat Can I get a banana anything? or like some parsley? <laughs> I forgot I can't eat anything here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, that, that's, an, that's like another thing. It's like you cut out so much stuff that's like easy and quick to do. Yeah. It's like... Well, because society has made those things easy. And I'm not... Like, the good stuff could be easy if there was, like, some infrastructure for it. You know what I mean? And, like, I'm not creative but at everything's, all. everything's... Every, we just got hamburgers and pizza and ice cream. That's our... That's I, what we have. I'm not creative at all, so my idea of, like, making a healthy meal would be, like, you know, grill up some steak, take some salad and some banana peppers and just stir stuff. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what making else to stir do. Making stir-fry is a great place to start because you just... You can do it in a single pan with some oh, soy yeah. sauce. Oh, yeah. That actually does sound good with some rice sauces. or something. Yeah. Shit, I should go to the store and get some stir-fry stuff tonight. Now. Yeah, and roasting vegetables. Like, I um, I know a vegan chef that used to say, like, if you want to get into vegan food, mm. start learning how to make different sauces. Like, just try to yeah. make a couple sauces and roast a couple different vegetables. Yeah. And just dip your vegetables in the sauces and figure out what you like as far as flavors go. You know what I mean? You know, I just remembered frozen vegetables, cheap and relatively healthy, and they keep they keep for, like, ever. Yeah. So, like, I should just go – I should go over to Stop a Shop, get a bunch of, like, frozen vegetables, and then just, like, if I'm feeling hungry or snacky or something, just – uh, do up some vegetables, do some butter and some salt. You know, I mean, it's still not too, too healthy, but it's a lot better than, like, you know, fucking... Yeah, go make... olive oil instead of butter. I could. Yeah, I like butter too much. I'm surprised. <laughs> See what I mean? Like, that's, that's the issue here. <laughs> Butter's good. My brother and I get an argument sometimes. It's not an argument. I think we agree. It's just fun to debate and, like, weigh the sides. But we like to ponder what's more unhealthy, bread or butter. Because we eat them together so often, but which is the more unhealthy thing? I should probably try getting down on the unsalted butter more. That'll reduce. You eat salted butter? Yeah. I never got down with salted butter. It's just what I was always used to getting. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad started getting unsalted butter a lot of years ago, and um, it's not even that I have a thing against unsalted butter. I just I'm used to just going and grabbing the you know the whatever the red box or whatever when I go to yeah. the store. I'm just used to grabbing that one. And Cabot. It's always, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just used to grabbing the salted butter, and I just naturally grab for it. I never go, now I should get... I grew hmm. up eating Land O'Lakes unsalted. When I go to the store, like, I don't ever, like, I don't ever, like, okay, what do I need? What do I want to make for dinner this week? What do I want to... You just grab the familiar stuff and yep. bounce? I always gra- I grab the stuff I'm used to. I'm like, I gotta get some cereal, gotta get some fucking, gotta get some lactate, lactate <laughs> toast-free milk. <laughs> get some lactate. I do, I did uh, almond milk for years. And then got into coconut milk. I would switch it up and go back and forth between coconut milk and almond milk. And then I tried oat milk, and I wasn't really into oat milk. But yeah, I couldn't get into oat milk either. I, I like it in coffee. I discovered rice milk. I'm really, I'm really like anti-soy anything. I think mm. soy just smells bad. But yeah, rice milk, I think is bomb. I have I'll it with cereal. I use it in any any recipe. Mm. I'll have to check that. Out. I forgot. Me and uh, me and John talked about uh, cereal last time. I just I lo- I love cereal. I'm a big cereal man. I just bought some new cereal recently. Um, I got a BJ's card and I go I go ham with the cereal at BJ's. Cinnamon cornflakes. If I had had more money, I would have bought more. Ce- I would have bought more boxes of cereal. But you ever just... eat a box of cereal in one sitting? Just like no. go like bowl, 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 bowl until it's gone. But I will. I will fucking sit there and I will eat two. Big stack bowls of cereal, though. Yeah. I'll eat the first one. I'll be like, I can do another. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> that first one, I always, I always feel terrible after the first one. I'm like, one more will be fine. <laughs> and never for breakfast. <coughs> never. It's nope. always a dinner substitute. Yep. yep. <laughs> I don't feel like making anything. This will, I'm stoned. I want to watch TV. This will be good. Yep. All right, yeah, well, that's that's an hour. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Eddie Bills. Uh, Eddie, talk to the people about some of what's coming up. What do you got coming? Plug yourself. Tell them where they can find you. You know, any anything you can think of that anyone should know. This, um, this will probably go out tomorrow. The social media that I'm most active on is Instagram, edibles401 on Instagram. Um, and then, like, I do business under the name Fungal Records. So you can look up Fungal Records. Um, that's got like a YouTube channel and we'll post some music videos there. Coming up, um, I think I mentioned Terp Town. That's a festival that I'm be, I'll be participating in thanks to uh, 13 Folds Magazine because we're going to be like the premier sponsor basically with Lemonadio. 13 Folds! Yeah. Oh, that's just a cool name. It is. It's got some interesting backstory. Um, check out yeah, check out Thirteen Folds magazine. Um, you can grab a copy even at Parlor, which is a place you can find me often. Um, can they like uh, can they like order one or something? Can you do they? <coughs> no, actually, the magazine is distributed to locations, okay, like dispensaries and bars and different places, so that it drives people to go there and grab a copy. So they're okay. limited, they're collectible, they're I don't know. That's interesting. Okay, Exclusive. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. That's actually pretty. That's pretty dope. But uh, um, and I know they have a website, but it's not up to date right now. But usually, when the website is up to date, you can read the magazine on there too. Yeah, I want to start some. I won't call it like merchandising, but I do want to like try to figure out like a some kind of supplemental angle too. I still don't know what I'm doing with all this million ex-girlfriend stuff. You know, like I know I want to like do a m- movies and stuff like that, but like where you know. What can I do that's like in line with that? If you're looking for something to do next Saturday, the 24th, I got some friends throwing a house party in Warwick. Nice. So hit me up for the address if you're. 
I will. Next Saturday? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Plus, this, this coming Saturday. Plus one, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be doing sound. There's cool bands that I... I'll, I went to high school with most of the guys that are going to perform, so... Oh, Looking shit. forward to catching up. Oh, shit. This is going to have to be a work thing, then. I think I'm going to have to record... I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go all solo and single and stuff. I'm just through with my camera. I was like, sorry, can't. <laughs> sorry, I can't get pussy right now. I'm too busy working. Back <laughs> off, back off, ladies. <laughs> here, here, have some. I was like, I'm sorry. Listen, I'm trying to concentrate. I need you to stop throwing pussy at me. <laughs> um, there's been a couple of uh like shows here and events recently. I've gone to with like some of my friends. And uh, I kind of feel like an idiot with my camera, like, walking around, like, taking pictures of things. Because, like, they don't normally see me do stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm just, like, like leaning through them and, like, across them and around them. I'm like, hey, sorry. Hey, hey. Click, click. <laughs> the most fun I had with a camera at a show, I mounted a GoPro to my beer bottle. Nice. And then I was able to, like, hold it up in the air and get these, like, great shots as if I was, like, seven feet tall. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's that. Ladies and gentlemen, oh yeah, see that video is about to. That video is just about to finish recording, so let's just, let's just talk it out. Let's just. It's like twenty seconds left. This bowl is cashed. The bowl. The this hole is ass. That's that's a riff right there. Wow. Throwing hot, tasty riffs around in the in the Zen Den. Is that what you call the spot? Yes. Sweet. I I called the last spot the MXG Factory. I'm still trying to think of a name for my new apartment. I had um the bowl hole. I <laughs> I used to have a house in Warwick that I called the Fungalo Bungalow cuz like fungal records and the house was like technically it was on the market as a bungalow. So All right, that's that video's up. Peace out people. Shit. <laughs>